So for everyone out there, welcome. This is the Ohio Valley Athletics podcast number one. And for all of our listeners out there, um, I'm excited to have Ohio Valley Athletics back. We started in 2008. Um, My name is Brian Gossett. I've got Mark Joseph out here and Sean Ryan. And we're excited to come together and give the Ohio Valley something that, that we all think the Ohio Valley needs and has been missing out. And that's some real sports dialogue. So, Sean, I want to turn it over to you. I, I, I would like to think most people in the Ohio Valley know who you are. Um, you're my favorite sports writer growing up and into, into my 20s and early 30s. But there might be a couple of people who don't know who you are because you've been off the grid for the last year and a half. So uh, what do you want people to know about you and what the heck have you been doing for the last year? Off the grid is a really good way to put it. <laughs> I've, got, I've gone into hibernation for the last three years. No, um, I've been doing a lot of different stuff. Uh, COVID really, like a lot of people, threw a wrench into, into what I was doing. Uh, there for about a year and a half, I was with West Liberty. Um, I got a job there doing a, a weekly TV show, sports, sports related, of course. Um, and I was doing color commentary for men's and women's basketball. Um, but COVID came along and, uh, you know, they couldn't have students on campus, uh, which was a major financial deal for them. Uh, and they had to make cuts. And so obviously my, my position wasn't one that was uh, necessary for in higher learning, I guess you would say, mm-hmm. um, which was unfortunate because I, I really enjoyed that. And I get treated incredibly well. And I always have by, by the West Liberty folks. Um, right now I'm actually doing some construction work. Um, the exact opposite of sitting behind a desk like I did for 21 years. Um, and it's not fun. <laughs> I can tell you that it's, it's uh backbreaking work and i probably didn't pick the right time in my life <laughs> to get into manual labor because my body hates me right now but uh you know when i left the paper three years ago i, I honestly thought i was done uh, and i won't get too much into it but uh when i did leave it, it was kind of you know number one i was going through a tough time uh in my personal life but more so, even than that, um, it was a situation where things at, at a newspaper had kind of taken a different turn. Um, and I, I didn't really care for the turn they had taken, to be quite honest with you. Um, we, we started doing things for reasons that I did not agree with. Uh, and, and as someone who did it for 21 years, and worked with guys like Doug Huff, Nick Bedway, Don Clegg, uh, you know, Rich Stevens. Um, it, it was a situation where I felt like I knew the way things were supposed to work and they were no longer working that way. And it was kind of like one of those situations where the, the cliche is uh, old dogs don't learn new tricks. I don't know that I couldn't have learned the new tricks. I just didn't want to, yeah. to be, to be completely honest with you. Um, again, we started doing things for, for what I consider to be the wrong reasons and, and nothing against them because, you know, that's happening in a lot of places and has happened in a lot of places. Th- those people treated me really well. Um, 
a lot of people don't know this about me, but, you know, they took a chance. And at the time, a 21-year-old kid who did not have a college degree, had never written stuff. As a matter of fact, in high school, I paid people to write my papers for me. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just the honest truth. Um, and, and I learned. I learned how to write. I, I basically was self-taught. Um, and, and I don't see people doing this enough these days, in my opinion. Like, I, I did that by, by looking at successful writers and, and seeing what they did and what worked for them. And I didn't copy my style after them per se, but I, I, I learned the correct way to do it, I think is a better way to put it. Uh, and I think a lot of times when we talk about learning, we think we're learning from older people. I, and sometimes I find that some of the best teachers are our peers. Yeah, I think that's well said. I didn't know that about you either. And it makes me just appreciate where you're at today and what you've done in your career even more. Um, I said earlier, I, I, I like to think most people know who you are. There might be some people that don't. I grew up, I grew up, uh, I'm, I'm 39 years old, graduated St. Clairsville 2001, played a couple years at West Liberty. And uh, I remember when I was in high school, I mean, I grew up buying the, the wheeling paper, and the Belmont County paper and seeing what Seth said about me and seeing what you said about me. And uh, I always appreciated uh, you, you know, your content because and probably even more so when, when I wasn't playing anymore, um, you know, taking, looking at things from a, a bird's eye view, you know, reading about other folks, you are one of the most fair writers that I've been able to read. And knowing a little bit about you today and at the time, I've, I've, I've read things from you about people that I know that, that, that you had no problem with, but the article maybe to some people might've came off negative because you're just reporting the facts in the news. And uh, unfortunately, I feel like that's not done a lot today. And it's probably done less today than it was five years ago. I, I would uh, 100% agree with that. And I appreciate your compliment because that was, that was always my goal was be th to be fair. Um, and I, I, you know, I've got a love for kids. Um, I've got three of my own. Uh, I coach, I have for 10 years. I'm actually looking uh, to take the next step in, in that regard, but it, it's weird. And some people would look at me kind of funny like they didn't understand but when I covered kids it's just like now when I coach like I feel like a high valley kids were my kids and I took a lot of pride in the fact that if one of those kids or a group of those kids I thought were being wronged in some form or fashion I was in a position and I had a voice where I could make a difference and that, that's a big responsibility, and I don't know if, if a lot of people these days understand that or even feel that same way. I, I feel like some people are in it uh, without being offensive that, you know, to make friends. And I'm pretty proud of the fact that in that 20-year career that I was able to make friends a lot of friends that I otherwise would never even come in contact with. 
mm-hmm. because I was fair and, and people knew that I was going to be fair and I was going to call it like I see it. And, you know, that rubs people, uh, that rubs some people the wrong way. I'm sorry. If, if one of, if you're one of those and are listening, but I, I just think again, there was a responsibility to to stand up for those who who can't stand up for themselves. Yeah, well said. So I want to I want to go back to something you said earlier, and it reminded me uh, something about you is your coverage of West Liberty, and being a, a grad there, um, I've always I've always enjoyed West Liberty and been a little biased towards them. But West Liberty was actually the first entity that credentialed Ohio Valley Athletics. And then shortly after West Liberty, WVU did, and then Ohio State did, and then, and then the Pirates did, and then eventually the Penguins and the Steelers. But West Liberty was first. And at that time, um, I had two writers that worked with me. Um, but our biggest, you know, our big event at the time was West Liberty. This was probably around 2008 or nine. And West Liberty men's basketball was playing, I think, the Sweet 16 in northern Kentucky, just outside of Cincinnati. And yep. uh, you remember this, Sean? And, oh, yeah, I was there. Yes. And, and, and that was my first experience. That was, that was my really first experience with you as a person, other than just the, the name and the writing. And I got two stories there. One, you, you might remember, you might not. I wouldn't expect you to, but we were sitting on press row and I was right next to you. And I'll be the first to tell you, I wasn't a great writer and I did not have great professional etiquette when it came to being a member of the media. I was a fan and shame on me to say that. Um, I'm sitting on press row with you and it was a heck of a game. And uh, I actually can't remember if we won or lost, but I remember it. I actually, we, we lost. lost. I do. Yes, we did. And it came down to the final shot. Um, and in the last 30 seconds or so, we made a huge shot to come within two or three points. And I stood up and I gave like the fist bump, you know, and I, and, and you look at me and you just gave me a look of that's not okay. What you just did. Uh, I don't remember that. <laughs> you're, it, it, and you were just as excited as I was, but you're like, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing that stuck out to me was um it was it was really it was such a cool experience for me um it was such a cool experience being part of the special press room where you can do your prep work before the game Mm -hmm. um where you can do your prep work after the game being privileged to be part of the coach player interviews um and just the i mean wow the rawness of that you know you're you're right in front of a player that hasn't even wiped the sweat off his head yet right in front of a coach that hasn't even been able to digest what's happened yet. And you're firing questions at him. And it gave me just a whole appreciation, a whole, I don't want to say new, because I don't even know if I had an appreciation for the full body of work of what a media member does. I did after that, that day. But I remember watching you specifically because we weren't too far from you. And I, I think a lot of people might really have a misunderstanding of how difficult or how much time really goes into this job. Um, you know, you were there hours before the game and hours after the game, you know, hours before doing your prep work, hours after putting your content together. And I think a lot of people think that, uh, you know, as a media member, you just show up for the game and what a great, what a great job you have just watching the game. That's a lot more to it. Right. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you're going to do it right, 
you kind of in a way have to be married to it. Um, it's long hours. It's not good hours, uh, especially when you're married in a legal sense and you have children. It makes it difficult. Uh, <laughs> there are a lot of nights of getting home at 2 a.m. and getting up with multiple kids at 6 a.m. because they were up and they were ready for their day. Um, but you're right. I, I don't think, you know, whenever I was doing it, the, uh, the line I always heard was, oh, that's so cool. You get to go to all the games. I'm like, yeah, that's so cool. But there's, there's a ton that goes into it if you want to do it the right way. Yep. So I am so excited to have you part of this, Sean. I'm humbled to have you part of this, and I'm so excited. I'm so excited for, for the future of Ohio Valley Athletics, but I'm equally, if not more excited, for all the kids to get to, ha to have that same experience that I did growing up and getting to enjoy the content and, and the product that you're going to be able to produce. Hey, we also got Mark on here. We were talking about this earlier before we started this. I feel like it was a, it was a lifetime ago, but when I grew up, the, the wheeling bass summer basketball league was, I mean, I felt like I was, we were part of something huge. And at St. Clairsville, we literally had three teams in this thing. We had one team that the varsity was on one team, that the JV was on. And then a third team that guys like me were on who, who were just athletes and wanted to play. And I feel like most of your, your represented schools had that Martin's Ferry, Blair, I think Millie Park had like eight teams in this thing, you know, and, and it was like the who's who of high Valley, but there's one person that I remember more than anybody. That was Mark Joseph. And I don't know how he did it. I felt like Mark, I felt like you refereed every single game in the summer league. And that's how I first met Mark. There's uh, there's probably not a person in this Valley. A lot of people know who Sean is. Maybe a few people know, know who I am. I don't know if there's anybody out there, that cares more and has, has done as much for the young, young, young youth, especially basketball players in the high value that Mark has. Mark, I'm glad to have you part of this thing too. Th thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, I also am very excited um, that you uh, nabbed up uh, Sean Ryan, because I, I also agree. And I'll piggyback off of what you said. I, I think he's the most fair um, in, in my opinion, which doesn't really mean anything, but, um, the best um, sports writer in the Ohio Valley. I, I mean, I'm, and I'm not just saying that. I've, all, I've always said that. Um, but to answer your question, yes, I did. Um, I did referee every summer league game back then. I did. Mark, I'm not going <laughs> to let you off the hook that easy. You were good, man. How bad do you miss that? I, I loved it. Still do. Um, but, I mean, that's, that's something we could get into down the road talk about that uh we could we could talk for hours about that at least i could talk for hours about that yeah um something i loved um that mike coin got me into um and i refereed thousands and thousands of summer league games and and i did it at first for the wrong reason and then i had a couple people come up to me saying you're pretty good you might want to think about doing this you know at the high school level and i'm like ah yeah maybe you know and Next thing you know, I'm, you know, in my third year officiating, I'm doing Park versus Beckley Woodrow Wilson on Channel 7. And then from there, I, I get into college. And, I mean, my, my, my officiating career was 20 years. And I, I really, really wanted to go to the next, next level. I refereed 
in the West Virginia conference for about 10 years. And I loved it. But um, I, I then I met my wife and she had two little ones. They were five and three and a half. And I had to make a decision and the rest is kind of history. I mean, now I, one's graduating, one's going to Wheeling to play football next year. And the other one's going to be a junior at Wheeling Central. So yeah, my refereeing kind of, uh, well, got got put at the, the 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 hip side for for that those reasons um, and a couple other reasons too uh, that we could talk about later. Um, but yeah, well, Brian, we're, I, we're, we we will peel back that onion when the time's right. So I think people <laughs> want to hear about what's going on there. Mark, I told you, I told I told you you and Sean this offline, but I want to share it with everyone. I, I have such fond memories. I've I've you know, I was fortunate enough to play in some pretty good football games and I ran some pretty good track meets, but I think I probably have just as good memories in the Wheeling Summer League. And and one of my memories, I mean, you were, you I literally, I felt like you refereed every game I was in and you were there all day long. And I remember, I mean, you were, you were a young guy, you know, you ran the court with us. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and I, I remember one game I, I went end to end, which doesn't say much, you know, cause I was just fast. I was on, I was on the, I was on the team of just athletes, non-basketball players paired up against teams that were also, you know, non-basketball players, athletes. And uh, I, I, I grabbed the ball and I go from one end of the court to the other. And I, I probably dribbled the ball maybe three times total. And I, I hit the lane and, and a guy takes a charge and you're just laughing. And, and, I'm, and I'm as serious as you can possibly be. I don't, I don't know why there was a foul called. You know, I'm, I'm a young guy, rough around the edges. I'm, 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 I'm upset that the whistle got blown. You, you put your arm around me and you're just smiling. You go, you, Hey, Hey man, you, you got to dribble the ball. <laughs> you ran the court, but you got to dribble the ball. <laughs> this isn't a football field. And it was, it, you had such a great way of deescalating the situation too. Cause you could tell I wasn't upset and oh. you were just very, very real, very likable, very fun. And I've got, uh, you're in so many of those memories of those of those uh, of those games is, is by the way, is the Wheeling Summer League still happening? Is it still is this still like it was when we grew up? I'm actually getting ready to walk in there right now to watch my son play. <laughs> so nice. It's it's not like before. No, but I mean, they still have it. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it was. Though. There's not as many teams. Um, it's uh, it's, it's not as like, you, you know, how back then when you played Brian, like it was really competitive. Yes. Now, now it's just like, yeah, kids just go in there, and shoot some threes, and run down the court, and it's not, it's not real competitive. Well, we played the win. Yeah, oh, we- <laughs> you sure did. Like you said, even you were on the C team. I mean, there was an A team, a B team, and the C team, and and and, I, and every and everyone is like. Oh, we got the C team. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like gonna be like a football game. Everyone thinks that oh, this is gonna be easy a game because you got the C team. I'm like, no, these guys play like a UFC fight. They want to elbow <laughs> each other and headbutt each other. And well, yeah, and, I remember. I remember that. I remember. And we're and we're kind of aging ourselves a little bit. You know, I'm talking. We're talking to for at least for me. You were refereeing it way before me, but. You know, I went into high school in, I think, what, 98, graduated in 2001. So we, we grew up on those Bulls years, those Dennis Rodman years where you get a rebound, oh, come yeah. down, and flail, the, flail the elbows out. We, oh, we yeah. did that. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, it was different. So I'm excited to kick this off. Let's tell people what they can expect from us um, this year. We're, you're, 
you're going to be able to see content from Sean coming out for the OVAC All-Star game. That's kind of the unofficial kickoff of football season in Ohio Valley. And we're excited to bring you some news. We want to do things a little bit different than, than some of the other outlets out there. There's a lot of great stories happening in Ohio Valley. There's a lot of individual stories happening within, within programs, big and small. And we want to do a great job and a better job than anyone else of covering those unique stories, whether they be players, coaches, administration. So we're really going to dig deep and uncover those stories and bring them to you. Um, you'll be able to find that content on our website and then also in our weekly podcast to be able to get a review of what happened in the prior week and then some of the things you can expect into the coming week. We are really excited to announce that at the end of the year, Ohio Valley Athletics will award our version of the Heisman Trophy. It will be given to the Ohio Valley's most elite football player. And we're going to call this the Ironman Award. Now, there's a reason we chose Ironman Award um, for, for, for everyone out there. We're paying a little bit of homage to the Wheeling Ironman, a former professional sports program that played out of Wheeling, played on Wheeling Island and even West Liberty's field for a while. Many Ohio Valley greats played there, um, but Ironman also has a different meaning. I want to turn it over to Mark and Sean. When you hear Ironman and you're thinking about this award at the end of the year, what is, what is, what's it going to take to win the Ironman award? Sean, I'll kick it off with you first. Well, we kind of talked about this off the air. Um, you know, we're not sure that uh, today's kids understand um, the Ironman connotation when it comes to football. And back in our day, that's how it was um, in that the Ironman is somebody who excels on both sides of the ball, uh, playing offense and defense. Heck, a lot at a lot of the bigger schools uh, these days, kids don't even do that. Uh, you have your 11 offensive starters, your 11 defensive starters. But locally, that's not uh, it's not too common. Uh, every once in a while, you'll see it. Um, maybe sometimes at some of the bigger programs you will, but for me, I mean, more than that, um, you see these awards, uh, like these, these player of the year awards, and it always bothers me. Like when you talk about the Heisman or in West Virginia, the Kennedy or Mr. Football in Ohio, it, it it's kind of uh, in a way morphed into the best player on the best team. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't really like that because, you know, I, I'll give you an example. I, I don't remember the year because for some reason years get away with me, but it's been a while. There was a kid at Weirton Madonna by the name of a quarterback and a safety uh, by the name of Ross Comas. Uh, I remember Ross. Probably Excellent athlete. Mid 2000s. Now, hold on. And, I, I thought I got to stop you. I thought he played at Bishop Donahue. Is my memory wrong? No, he, he, he definitely went to Madonna. My apologies. He had over 5,000 yards, accounted for more than 50 touchdowns, and he didn't win the Kennedy. It went to some AAA kid. I, I, I Honestly, I think that year it was Chazzy Thomas from Morgantown, who was, in my opinion, a, a decent running back. Um, I, I, I don't think he, he, he was a jump off the charts, uh, type of guy, which Ross Comas was. And so that, that really 
bothered me and that that still does uh to this day and if you would have been in the all-state meeting that day uh the utter disgust that i had i i, I don't think and you know i did those all-state meetings for years and years I, i'm not even sure how many probably at least 15 i, I i've never had a feeling in that room the way I did that day. Hmm. And that goes back to kids being wronged. And I really, really felt like it still bugs me. I feel like Ross Comas was wronged because I don't even think it was close. He was the best player in the state of West Virginia that year. So when I'm voting for that, you know, I'm not going to look at the kid. I'm going to look at him obviously, but, I'm not going to put preference on a kid because his team won 10 games over a kid whose team maybe won five. Like you're either the best player or you're not. Mm -hmm. And I I think too many awards have lost track of that. Mm -hmm. That's, that's really well said. And and something I want to throw out there with the Ironman award, it's going to, the, the winner of this award will be decided on staff votes within Ohio Valley Athletics, but also community of votes. Uh, community will be able to vote on this award weekly through our website, ovathletics.com. So everyone listening to this will also be able to have a say in it. And uh, Mark, I'd like to hear your thoughts. You know, what's the Ironman award mean to you? What's it going to take for somebody to win this? Yeah, I mean, it's, it, I mean, it's exactly what Sean just said it. I mean, it, a lot of people are going to think that, oh, it's a quarterback, it's a running back, it's a, you know, it's a receiver. It's no, I mean, it, that, that doesn't mean anything. Like, uh, we, we, we're going to give this, this thing to the, the Ironman, the best football player. Preferably, I'm going to say, like Sean said, not preferably, it, you're, you're going to have to do it all. I mean, special teams, uh, offense, defense, um, and you know what, Sean? The the whole Ross Comas thing. I agree, man. That dude was a a straight up G. He was unbelievable. And you know what? If Ross is listening to this, I'm just gonna give you a little shout out because you know what? Don't worry about that high school because you want me a lot of money when you play the UMass. A lot of money. <laughs> a lot of money. A lot of money. Uh, taking taking UMass plus the points, man. That was that was that was a good gig for about four, five, six weeks till those uh, odds makers uh, caught on to that. But um, but yeah. I mean, everyone's going to think just because it's you say it's like the Heisman that it's going to be some running back that rushed for 500 yards or 5,000 yards or that running back um, that's kid from Steubenville or, you know, the team goes to the state championship. That's that's not necessarily who it's going to be. It's going to be the best football player that we think is in this Ohio Valley. So um, I can't I can't say too much else. Sean hit it all on the head. Yeah, I'm excited for that. So we gave everybody a sneak peek of what they can expect. There's no way we can get off here without just talking a little bit of sports real quick. So we're in July. We've got the OVAC All-Star game coming up. Steelers are in camp. Rapid fire for both of you. Uh, Real quick here. Is this Big Ben's last year? Uh, Yeah, I think so, Um, which sucks for me because I'm one of the biggest (laughs) Big Ben fans on the planet. But yeah. the writing's on the wall. Uh, there's nobody. I mean, he's basically the last man standing. All of his his guys are gone. 
he'll, he'll be 30 and he, he turned 39 in March. Um, yeah, I, I think this is going to be it. Mark, this question's for you. And, and for those that don't know, Mark is our local uh, sports expert. Uh, if you're looking for advice, he has the inside leads on things. Mark, what are the chances that the Steelers win the AFC North? Oh, man. I, I, I'm going to have to say very slim. Uh, I, I, I don't – there's too many – there's too many teams. Um, not, not, I mean, you, look, you got the Bengals, you got the, the Browns. I, I, I'm going to say I, I don't think. I don't think so. No. Sean, any disagreement there? No, I don't, uh, to be honest with you. Um, more than any other reason, um, their, their schedule is just so much tougher than it was last year. Um, they, they started out 11-0, and I'm a diehard, but I, I can admit that wasn't an 11-0 team. And the schedule is a first-place schedule this year, and, and yeah. it, it's, it's going to be a lot tougher. Yep. All right, let's flip it local. We've got the OVAC All-Star game coming up. Most memorable moment in the last eh, – let's go, let's go back 30 years. Let's pull it back to the early 90s. Most memorable All-Star game moment. I think Mark's already got an opinion. We'll hand it to you. Can I go first? <laughs> Please. Okay, so uh, my brother's uh, senior year, they – he played for Ohio, obviously Martin Sperry. They had, I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, you know, a lot of people say when um, Tim Spencer played, you know, they, they had the great uh, Ohio team. This team that my brother played on, I personally think it was the, the best Ohio team of all time. I mean, you had Joey Galloway. You had Chucky Heights on. You had, I mean, you had guys that were so good. At, uh, Jody Stoltz from uh, Meadowbrook. He was unbelievable. He hardly got on the field as a receiver. But it has to be Chucky Hython. Oh, my gosh. Jumping over a guy, catching up like a 70-yard bomb for a touchdown over like three guys. I think he touched the ball three times, and every single time he touched the ball, everyone was like, oh, my God. That's definitely mine. Chucky Hython put on a show. He, he stole the show from Joey Galloway because he had a great game too, but Chucky touched the ball three times and, and, and put on a clinic on, on every time he touched the ball. It, that team was great. Unbelievable. And they won, I want to say 42 to nothing. Sean, any thoughts? You know, for me, it's not something actually that happened on the field. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed um, – well, a few years ago now, right after Bishop Donahue closed, um, it had just been announced that they were closed. And that staff, led by John Dardinus, got to go out that way by coaching the OVAC All-Star team. Um, and I don't know if you guys have any uh, personal relationships with John Dardinus, but just one of the best, most down-to-earth, salt-of-the-earth guys you could ever meet. And I mean, he took over that Bishop program when they had lost, they, they had been oh for like three years in a row. And he, he slowly built them into a perennial playoff team. Um, I, and I don't remember the year, but there, there was one year that 
had they not run into Wheeling Central at John Marshall uh, Stadium, they would have won the state title. Um, and so for me, I, I just thought that was really great for, for those guys to get to do that one more time. Yeah, that's cool. I, I'll tell you, I've, I've watched a lot of really good games on Wheeling Island, but there's there's a performance that sticks out to me because it was it was personal for me. I had just wrapped up my freshman year at West Liberty, and this was the game in the summer, I believe, of 2002. And I'm a, I'm a running back, and I'm thinking that, you know, the next year I might be able to find myself on the field. And there was a, a, a young guy came out of Oak Glen named Derek Stickles. Yeah. And uh, I, I didn't know much about Derek. Uh, what I did know of him is he was a heck of a wrestler. I knew more about that than anything. Right. And uh, he showed up. That was Oakland's heyday. He, yes, yes. And when I say he showed up to the OVAC All-Star game, he showed up. I don't remember how many yards he ran for. And I, I, I don't have it in front of me. I should have pulled it up. I felt like he ran for 400 yards. He, he probably did run for 200. But I remember one specifically. I was standing in the corner of the end zone. And uh, he plunged in for about an 18-yard touchdown, broke a couple tackles. And he did, a, he did a front flip when he hit the end zone. I remember that. That was Derek Stickles right there. I meet Derek, you know, on campus and uh, Derek, great guy, very humble guy, but mm -hmm. he also is a competitor and I'll never forget this. He, uh, I don't remember how the exchange started, but he said, I'll never forget this. He's, he's a, he's a freshman. I'm a sophomore. He said, I'm going to break every Russian record West Liberty has. Now you got to keep in mind at the time we had starters, you know, our starting running backs, like they're, you know, they're going on and playing arena league football, you know, like these guys there, you know, we're, you think, you think you're, you're, you're big when you're, you know, 17, 18 years old, but you know, when the starters 23 years old has a couple of kids, like grown men <laughs> are in front of you. Right. And I'm thinking, yeah, okay. You, you might, you're not even going to play in front of me. Well, two years later, I'm not even on the team. And four years later, Derek Stickles breaks every Russian record West Liberty had. Um, incredible athlete, grit, determination, not the biggest guy, not the fastest guy, not the strongest guy, um, but wanted it more than anybody on that field. And uh, yeah, his, his, at least for me, he was well, really good before this, but the OVAC All-Star game was when I, when I realized who Derek Stickles was. Sean, Mark, it was great to have you guys on. Everybody that's listening in the Ohio Valley, we are so excited to bring you a, this great podcast, great content, and coverage that you're not getting anywhere else all through the season. From Ohio Valley Athletics, the number one site for sports talk. We'll talk to you soon.